Cyber Synapse, the podcast that's creating connections through candid conversations about cyber issues. Sponsored by Agency, with your host, Kath Nibbs. Happy New Year and welcome to 2018 and the new uh, Cyber Synapse uh, podcasts. Uh, This is a new format for me to do a little bit of an introduction, but as it's the first one of the year, I thought it would be really interesting well, I thought it would be interesting to give you a little bit of a, uh, an indication about what I'm talking about this this coming year. Um, I've got conversations that are going to be happening around online pornography uh, and, and how the person I speak to talks about online pornography addiction and how that has an impact on your brain. Hopefully, I'm going to talk to other people regarding online pornography, and there is a reason for that about um, how how I see it with children in my practice. Um, there's going to be conversations around the deep web, the dark web. We've got conversations around regulation, uh, why therapists uh, need to be using secure um, video conferencing sites, more on GDPR as we head in towards that season uh, around May time. We might even have a few more before then. I've got conversations that are hopefully going to span uh, really, really broad subjects. Uh, I'm looking to talk to people uh, about child sexual abuse online Uh, and obviously all of these issues relate back to my um, cyber trauma uh, approach and theory but also these are other people's opinions so this year I'm going to try and bring in people who I disagree with because I think that A, it's going to make quite an interesting conversation but also I think A, A, B, C, D and E, that's how I learn, you learn and perhaps there's information that you don't know and I don't know, uh, and perhaps these people won't know. Um, I've had a fantastic beginning to the year with um, uh, inquiries, although what, I'm, what I mean by that is the, the topic of cyber trauma is exponentially growing um, and under a fast pace. Uh, hopefully I'll get to talk to people later on this year about some of the issues around that, um, which sounds quite exciting and intriguing, and it's meant to be. Um, and I've recently just finished the conversation with Gary Hibbard uh, that has superseded one of the other podcasts because of a, uh, a report that came out and uh, literally because I went on a little bit of a rant about um, how there's nothing wrong with the internet, there's something awry with society, which also matches uh, a blog that I brought out earlier on today. Um, so hopefully you're going to enjoy some of the podcasts, some of them maybe not. Some of them will be relevant, some of them won't. Um, This isn't meant to be something that you tune into every single week and adore every single podcast, unless, of course, you're a super fan, in which case, email me and we'll we'll talk about that. Um, And hopefully, there's going to be something about um, where where this gets underpinned by research. Um, So there's a lot of exciting things happening for me this year, and that's one of the reasons why I'm going to bring these podcasts to you. If there's going to be any changes to the schedules, I'll let you know, um, uh, because I know that that's important for some people. But again, they're still going to come out Monday mornings. Uh, There will be a video format and the iTunes format, apart from um, the one that I'm doing on, um, let me see, what date will it be? It will be middle of of January, and it's about online pornography, and it's it's not going to contain the person's uh, face. It's going to be audio only. So what I might do is just have a standard background for iTunes, uh, for YouTube, sorry, but it will go out on iTunes. So uh, there will be information about how you can access that on there if you don't know how to do that already. And again, as always, please rate, subscribe, share this podcast. It's the way that we get this cyber information out there and we need to start doing it quicker than we currently are. Um, Because at the moment it's being left to people in Europe, academics and there's, there's a lot of information that's coming out in this next year, which I'm, I'm going to contest uh, insofar as, um, as you'll hear in the podcast when I talk about this gaming disorder that's now being brought out and how and why I disagree with it. Um, and obviously, there's information about what I do and how you can learn uh, from, from me, the education, uh, courses that I'm doing. And obviously, head on over to cybertrauma.com for more details, um, I might even pay somebody to revamp my website later on this year. Um, so for now, see you soon. And Happy New Year to everybody who's now listening in 2018. Um, I'm joined by Gary Hibbard again. 
who is obviously from agency and sponsors this podcast. So today we're kind of going to do things a little bit differently as we start the year. Uh, so over to you, Gary, what we're going to talk about this year. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, there's so much to talk about in 2018 from a, a business perspective. Uh, of course, the uh, word on everyone's lips is uh, GDPR. So I'm sure that'll get um, a little bit of airing at some point. Um, you know, there's so many people talking about the various different predictions for 2018, what it's likely to bring us. Um, but it's, uh, I think we've got uh, some interesting challenges ahead from business point of view, but also mm -hmm. from society point of view. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it's, I would like to see us talk about and challenge people on this podcast um, about their views on the internet and its use and social media. Um, you know, today that this, this podcast we're recording it, the um, Children's Commission has uh, released a new report, which uh, I think would be worth just getting your views on. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, it'll be an interesting uh, 12 months uh, from a business and from a societal perspective. Yeah. So I would like to see a little bit more of hearing about your opinions on some of these things and you challenging people. <laughs> okay. It's almost like you set me up. It's almost like you set me up for this. Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, because of some of the subject matters that I'm going to be doing later on this year, it's going to get classed as explicit. Um, I'm going to try to, to keep the sweary stuff out um, because I'll just get carried away with my opinions. Um, some of the stuff I don't want to give my opinion on. Um, because it will contain far too many expletives. Um, yeah, but I think I think the thing is, and you know, being true to yourself and true to true to this um, idea of candid conversations, it's a yeah. it's a conversation. You're not interviewing me. I'm not interviewing you. You know, this is meant to be us having a, um, a an honest conversation, as we often do. You know, whether that be with a, a cup of tea in our hands or a, you know something a little bit stronger. So, and I think you know there is far too little honesty. Um, that's um, that's part of these sorts of broadcasts. So, and I think that's what's refreshing, and that's one of the reasons why I'm personally really proud and pleased to be able to support you because I think you know I hear so much you know sort of bland conversation around yeah. GDPR or cyber or internet, and it's like, <clears throat> come on, show me your you know show me your passion, show yeah. me what you really think, you know, tell me what you think about this particular topic. You know, rather than just give me some um, vanilla response because you're scared of what mo someone might think, you know, if if you can't give me that honesty, then I really I'm I'm not interested anymore. Yeah. I, well, as as we've kind of planned to do this podcast, I went out earlier on today with um, a, a ranty a ranty um, blog, and that's yeah. been that's been yeah that's been based on um, the last couple of days, and um, we literally. We started the beginning of January, so uh, we're recording this on the 4th of January. And over the last two working weeks in therapy, I've, um, I've got a large number of clientele who are under the age of 14 accessing pornography. Um, there's been the, the suicide forest video that was released mm. um, and all of the kind of fallout that happened from that. And I think one of the things that... Um, uh, it, it might have come across earlier when we were just beginning to plan for this, that I'm, I'm really not happy with some of the, the reports that get produced about why we need to give, um, for example, digital literacy, when actually that word itself almost describes, and I'm going to try and contain myself now, it almost describes that we need to teach children how to use the internet and become literate of it. And it's not a thing. Really? We should... <laughs> What a great idea. Are we saying then this innovative thinking is that we should teach children how to use technology? Is yeah. Really? Yeah. What a yeah. great idea. Yeah. Um, if only we would have thought of that somehow, somewhere differently, you know. Um, yeah. Well, there's, this, this was what I was um, attempting to say earlier with, with um, our conversation is, is actually there's, there's an ironic um, slant to this. The people who designed the internet are now, and the apps and the software and the platform and that are now apparently, and I use the word apparently because it's, it's in the media, not directly from these people. They're saying as parents that actually they now regret designing the things that they designed, which was the whole point of my um, blog today is, is the internet is a business. 
So people who design these things, <clears throat> excuse me, are, are concerned with what money they're going to make and how much money they're going to make. And if they promise... Absolutely. And, and this is something that we, we forget all too often. And, be, and it makes me smile when I say to people at conferences all the time, you know, we are the product. We have yeah. been productized. Don't yeah. think for one second, you know, that everything you give over, you know, you, you give over your security, your privacy for convenience, for a feature, for something, you know, there is a trade-off. There is always, you know, when was the last time you received your bill from Facebook? When was the last time you received your bill from Google? And yet these companies are worth billions. How can that possibly be? Because I'm sure my, my bill must be lost in the world somewhere. <laughs> somehow they're making billions and yet they haven't yeah. billed anybody. So who is the product here? Yeah. And that's, that's something that, you know, people, it's almost like a light bulb moment for some, you know, that it's kind of, what do you mean when I enter all my personal information into these websites, they're not going to keep all my information secure and they're going to just store it within their own little pocket you mean yeah. they're look, are you telling me they're selling my information it's almost like wow that's that's come as a shock to some people um yeah well this was it's kind of that there's been a couple of things that have happened over the last few days and this is that that so i'm just gonna for a moment concentrate on the suicide forest um video okay and what i want to talk about is not Could so much explain that because some people uh, might not right, know okay Oh, thank you, Gary. You sounded just like a real interviewer then. Should we swap? Should we swap? <laughs> Should we swap? Right. <laughs> okay. Get head back, head back in gear, Cass. Right. So Suicide Forest is a forest in Japan where, funnily enough, people have been known to go and commit suicide. Okay. Mm. So the, the vlogger who decided to do this, uh, the YouTuber, isn't it funny how we put here comes the rant. We put two words together and we've got a whole new language. Anyway, yeah, this YouTuber, yep. in inverted commas, decided to go to this forest with the intention of going in and filming. Okay. And A, it's illegal. B, he went to the, uh, the forest and he's heard to say on the, the video, which by the way, you cannot get hold of via YouTube anymore. And I'll come into that in just a second. He's heard to say something along the lines of, I wonder if I'm going to... It's almost like a really rubbish TV drama. Yeah. Um, and in, in the blog, I think I'd put something like, oh, I wonder if there's bread at the baker's. Hmm. Yeah. I, it's, it's set up, it's scripted. And obviously he goes into the forest. Now, this might not have been his first attempt at going in there. So I, I kind of think about, had he done this a couple of times and hadn't found anything, and the day that he goes to find this... Um, this video because actually what he what he then did was find the body um, but don't worry folks because he blurred the face out um, and that's that's almost how you get around filters now if you do something to kind of cover it up um, mm. then it's not traumatic and actually what he did do was he went up and he filmed this body um, he talked about what had happened um, he talked about, he obviously doesn't understand what happens after somebody died because he thought this person had stuff in his pockets. Um, and I'll just leave that to the imagination of people as to what that actually is. Um, and he's then seen to rummage around in his bag and, and that having conversations with other people whilst also chatting about, and did you know he's got other videos? Um, and he's probably going to talk about his website and so on. And then he actually comes out of the forest and, and uh, there's, there's a whole load of other stuff that goes on. The point that I'm ranting about, and this is why I'm talking about it being a business, is this person went in and filmed to get a video that he knew would be um, traumatic. Yeah. It would create curiosity. It would create a furore. And yeah. what he did do was then he took it back. Well, because he has 15 million followers. Mm. Okay, so just take that into to, to perspective. One, one moment, 15 million, of which I believe the demographics are somewhere between 8 and 25. Wow. So we are talking young people whose brains are not fully developed, who yeah. um, react to trauma in very different ways, who can't process what it is they're actually seeing, who may not be in a position to understand exactly what's happening okay so he took this video back to his um his production team uh now for me i'm sat going okay 15 million viewers does a lot of youtube he's not going to edit his own videos like i have to 
Yeah. So what he did do was he's obviously given it to other people and they've sat there, they've edited it, they've blurred out the fake. At no point has anybody said, you know, I'm not doing this. Yeah. It doesn't seem to be on the internet that any part of his production team said, uh, do you not think this is a little bit disrespectful? Mm. Do you not think this is uh, a little bit disturbing? However, it's gone through that entire process, gone onto YouTube, and then for those that don't understand how YouTube works, they've selected that the video was trending. Yeah. Okay? So they decided what video would be trending, which means that also people who weren't subscribed to his channel might well have been able to see the video. Yeah. And that could have been anybody's child. Yeah. And at the end of it, YouTube have made money. This vlogger has made money, YouTuber, and then it gets taken down. And now let's go in inverted commas. The rest of the internet is kicking off about it. And this has been what's been happening over the last couple of days. And, and he's made an apology for it. Mm. I would be really interested in how much money he made, how many more followers he's now got. How many followers actually changed and left or how many followers kind of thought, oh, it's well weird. Now, yeah. the conversation I've had with somebody this week was they knew it wasn't on YouTube, so they went searching for it somewhere else. Yeah. Because that's the point that I'm making about this bloody report that's come out about we need to teach social media compassion and we need to, it's not just social media. No, it's not. And I think, I think the title of your blog, where you talk about, you know, it's not the internet that's uh, uh, that's broken. It's you know, it's society. It's and, it, and, and you're absolutely right. And again, you know, going from a from a business point of view, we often talk about, um, you know, it's the users that we need to be educating in business, and we say, look, we need to, you know, take every make people aware of the data that they're using and how they're using it and how they're sharing it and what they're doing. Um, and yet, far too often, we focus on the device, we focus on the technology. So rather than think about you know, society and how data is being shared and why we share it like we do and, uh, and how we use it, you know, the, the analogy I always give is saying that you know, blaming the computer or blaming the internet is a little bit like blaming the car for a car accident every yeah. single time. Yes, the, yeah. the car can break sometimes, and yes, it can be at fault sometimes, but it's like watching a million car crashes and then saying every single time, ah, oh, well, it's because the car's broken. It's because that's broken over there. Without, yeah. Maybe we should be looking a little bit broader. Maybe we should look at society and maybe train our drivers a little bit better rather than focusing on the device every single time. And I think that's kind of what you're, you're, you're kind of advocating, uh, I guess. Yeah. Well, well, this brings me back to um, the, the conversation that I had with um, uh, when we were at that advisory group and how I talked about um, when, when we're teaching children at the moment how to behave uh, on, uh, and I do that inverted comma thing, because yeah. actually that's what we're teaching children, how to behave on the internet. Well, we also educate them how to behave in real life. And, and mm. for me, there's something about, actually, let's go back right to the very start, because that's where we need the education, not not for children who are already using this, this um, technology because they know how to use the technology. They know what compassion is, they know what empathy is, but they haven't had the education beforehand to be able to implement it. And also, this is just me going off on the run again, I can feel it, their, their brains are not developed to behave in this particular way. So actually, the developers of all of this software are now seeing the impact of dysregulated or unregulated brains and behaviors because and i'm going to use that quote again we gave them access to an 18 plus world yeah and and this is so i keep saying there's nothing wrong with the internet the internet is what it is it is neither good nor bad it's Absolutely. how it's used yeah. and for me i i sit with some children who have accessed pornography and we talk about what happened and they did it accidentally because an advert came up on uh, for example a games console or while they were watching youtube and it, it highlighted a curious word such as sex so mm. then they went and they googled you know good old dr google and they put in what is sex or how is sex or mm. and the next thing is is they're then into a world that they didn't mean to be into Absolutely. Now that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen quite as easily in the real world. No, I mean, I, I want to give you a, um, a real world example now, and I want to take you back, sort of, um, twenty years ago. Um, I'm not that old, Gary. 
No, I know you're not, but that's why I'm going to try and imagine a world. Uh, I'm with you. It was all black and white, cobbled streets. Everyone went around with horses and hats and all the rest of it. Imagine Peaky Blinders, but just less music. So that was the world. Um, And I remember using the early um, uh, internet, and I remember doing a search because uh, my wife was expecting. um, And I just wanted to, to understand, you know, pregnancy, you know, and I just simply typed in, you know, um, uh, pregnancy, you know, trimesters and, um, and something innocuous like that. I can't remember the exact search, but my God, did I learn about the internet at that point in time about yeah. what could possibly appear on when I clicked on the fourth, fifth or sixth link down. Now, as you say, <coughs> those filters still haven't been improved. They are still there. You know, kids can search whatever they're searching for homework. And, um, you know, it's, you click, you can search a certain term and then click on images and God only knows what will come up. Well, this is, this is the whole point I make about, um, so primary school age children generally do Kings and Queens. Mm. And I, I, I give this as an example. They do Kings and Queens somewhere along their, their, um, education definitely happens at secondary school. Okay. But there's other things I'm going to add in there. Um, so perhaps they go and they look for Queen Victoria and who was she married with and who was that? And they might mistype something and Prince Albert might bring up some <clears throat> rather delightful pictures. Um, they might be looking at animals in the, the, I don't know, animals across the world and they type in cougar. Yeah. They type in kittens and kittens brings up another kind of image. And, and one of the things that I'm looking at is there's a, 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 let's call it a heck of a lot around how how we can now put in age uh, verification so that children can't access porn sites. And, and, and I'm sat going, okay, so what's these businesses going to do? Well, now they know this is coming. They're just going to shift their servers or they're going to shift their name of their website to another name so that when, for example, Pornhub, which happens to be one of the biggest and well-known um, free access that, that most children access, um, they're just going to change it. Yeah. Of course they are because they're a business. I was just going to, I was almost finishing your sentence there because they're a business and they would, they would just simply turn around and say, well, this is parental control. This is about parents be, you know, acting appropriately. You know, it's not our fault. We're, you know, we're just, we're doing the same. And, and, you know, and I have some sympathy for people like Pornhub and people like that because they are a business and they, they are there to serve a certain need. And it's kind of, well, look, you know, we're, we're there to, to, do a certain thing we're a business just in this and we've gone online just and we're selling our services online just as as an accountant as a lawyer you know it's, you know it might be you know unsavory to some people to hear that but they are a business and they serve a certain they provide a certain service um it just so happens that you know that service just happens to be you know quite interesting to adolescents rather than adolescents looking for accountants and lawyers um it's not the internet's fault. It's the, the use of that. And I think coming back to this point about education, you know, we're talking about educating kids and such, you know, we should be, I think personally, I'd be interested in your views, is shifting that gaze away from the kids and to parents and to, you know, to the carers. Because never before, have, you know, have we had a world where we look to our children and, and, and we're proud to say, you know more than I do. My parents, my parents would have never turned around to me and said, Gary, you know, you know more than I do, um, you know, but they, they didn't. They would turn around and say, don't ever try and kid a kidder. Whatever you've done, I've been there before, so don't try and trick me. I know all the tricks yes. in the book. We're turning around to our kids and going, yeah, we have no idea, so it's up to you. So yeah. what, what are your thoughts? Do you think we should shift that gaze? Oh, well, again... Um, you, I mean, you've heard me rant on this uh, just before Christmas, um, I, I, and I'm going to go back to that that slide that I use about curiosity and how um, it was really interesting how one of the parents reported back that um, their children wouldn't click on a link. Oh yeah, and, yes. and we, we had a discussion about absolutely, I totally believe you. Um, hashtag sarcasm. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Curiosity. I mean, I, I, and again. I've blogged about this, I think maybe 18 months, two years, it's a long time ago, why people look at things. So as human beings, we're drawn to look at things, particularly Mm. uncomfortable. Hence, this is exactly why people are cashing in on this. And that's that's the phrase that I'm going to use is that they're making money cashing in on a normal, natural behavior of human beings. 
Well, can I interrupt you just a second? Because um, yeah. obviously in business, as we all are, you know, we try and work out how we can make podcasts go viral, how we can make something interesting. And, you know, whether it be a blog or a podcast or a, a news story or something. So I was listening to um, an audio book recently and it talked about how to make your message spread. And it talked about social currency. So mm-hmm. you talk about this, yeah. it's kind of saying, you know, your, whatever it is you create has to have currency. It has to have value to somebody. And no one's going to spread your message if it's boring, if it doesn't have any excitement, if it's not going to elicit some emotion. And that emotion can be fear. It, that emotion can be sexual. It can be uh, humorous. But of course, you know, kids are, you know, titillated by the, the obvious things that kids are, you know. So they're going to have that social currency for them is a completely different thing. Yeah, uh, I mean, children are born seeking. That is their, that's an innate drive. They seek. They, they, mm. they will seek. They will seek out information. They will seek faces. They will seek pain, pleasure. It's, it's a natural, normal um, uh, behavior. And this is one of the things, this is where I get into that, um, whether we should be sticking with the question which you asked me, which was about um, the parenting, which I will come back to, or whether we're kind of now doing this thing where we blame the children for the behaviors that they're engaging in because we designed the systems to get them engaged in that behavior. So mm. this is that, this is that, um, the irony of, uh, apparently Facebook and, and, and I will make a disclaimer and I'm going to put it on the bottom of, or the top of this, I think it, this is not an attack on YouTuber and it's not an attack on, no. um, Facebook. These people design the systems the same way people design supermarket shelving. Okay. Yeah. That's, and that's, that's how people design their business. They want you to engage in this behavior. And now we've got um, articles coming out of people saying, now that I'm a parent, um, I see what we did at Google or I see what we did at Facebook or I see what we did at YouTube isn't really in the best interests of children. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Yeah. We're at a stage where I go, but, and this was kind of the, the part about that blog, when they were offered the house in Miami and the 15 grand car and the, the never have to work a day after they've retired at the age of 35, wouldn't you be tempted? Cause I know I would. Yeah. Uh, and I would design, I would use all of the psychotherapy, uh, well, psychology, sorry, kind of knowledge to design something that would then give me the, ben- the biggest payout would give me the biggest currency. And this is what, this is what I'm kind of getting at. And I think if I take this into the parenting, this is what I was saying is this is why we need to teach parents to communicate with children at a much, much younger age. We need to help them understand what's going on in their children's brains, minds, what's happening for them in their bodies, why they engage in certain behaviors, because that then provides this, this two way street that allows children to say, Hey, do you know what mom? Hey, guess what dad? I happen to see this on the internet. What do you think about it? Or the parent might be able to ask, what are you looking at without the child fearing that there's suddenly going to be, uh, uh, they're going to remove the laptop or they're going to remove the iPad or they're going to take the computer away from them. So children at the moment have got this inbuilt fear of, you're going to take away the one thing that allows me to communicate with everybody else. By the way, that brings me to the, what did I call it in the blog? It was something like tele- telephone communication disorder because i don't oh, remember uh, that being thing med. i know the one um i was slightly ironic about why we're now prescribing and psychopathologizing um addictive disorders and oh, all yeah. these things yeah i don't know about you but i remember not only myself but other family members used to use the telephone and we could spend ages and ages and you know with it glued to your ear and you'd chat mm-hmm. to your friends and you put the phone down and you might phone them five days in a row yeah. I don't ever remember somebody being diagnosed with telephone communication disorder. Yeah, it's very I, true. It, and this is, this is the other irony. We're now almost victim blaming the children mm. for things that we design and that we don't know how to communicate about. But, but then we, we again, and then we're labeling the, them and saying, well, it's not their fault. They've got this disorder. It's a disorder that they've got. It's like, well, is it really a disorder? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to go down the road of what I think about disorders and so on. <laughs> I, was, I was kind of pausing there, but I wondered whether I should ask you your, your opinion on, you know, the, um, but I won't. We'll maybe use, uh, we'll, we'll maybe use some, uh, that for another time. 
Yeah, so, I, it's, it's why I'm going to interview somebody about um, the... Because the we've now got... This is the other thing. We've now got gaming disorder coming out, and that's going to end up in what they call the ICD-10, which is the, the classification manual. I've got... Um, no, sorry, it'll be the ICD-11, because I've got ICD-10 behind me. Um, I, this, is a, this is a manual that uses the word retardation in it. Okay, you know, we are in 2018 now, and we're going to put gaming disorder, and it will be around computer gaming disorder, and... And I'm kind of saying, okay, this is too vague. And what mm. do we do if um, we use, so there's a, um, something called hikokimori that, that happens um, out in China, I believe it is, which is where the, generally the eldest male of the family gets to a specific age and they, they will retreat to their bedroom, play mm. computer games all day long or all night long or whatever it is, um, and other people wait on them hand and foot. So they essentially are uh, gaming disorder. So we've got something called Hikokimori across in other continents and we're going to have a gaming disorder. And I'm kind of saying, well, hang on a minute. This is where it transitions into um, the seminar that I gave on whether it's addiction or attachment and how you Mm. can't unpin the pair of them. So it's... No, go on. on. No, you're first. No, you go. Because I was going to go in a different direction. (laughs) Right. Uh, Yeah. Oh, I've forgotten where I was going. Um, yeah, we, we, we're, using these di- we're using these diagnoses and at the end of the day, what I generally see when I talk to the children and adolescents and adults is sometimes they play the games to de-stress. So if you've ever read um, Men Are From Va- Mars, Women Are From Venus, mm. you will see how men cope. And yeah. one of the things is to go into their cave, which is generally... Right. So I'm looking going, okay, international bestseller talks about how men and women cope. We're now saying there's internet gaming disorder or gaming disorder or whatever we're going to call it. And actually it's a coping mechanism of males. Mm. Yeah. Which one is it? Also, I know I play games sometimes to communicate and talk to somebody because actually I don't have them on Facebook, but they might be on Xbox Live or they might be on PS4 or they might be on... What we're doing is communicating. At the end of this podcast, Gary, you do know I'm going to have a diagnosis of podcast disorder or something like that, maybe. Podcast I'm, I'm, disorder. Yeah, vlog, blog, and <laughs> vlog, blog, and podcaster. Yeah. Um, just this is a bit of a. I know this is a bit of a segue, but I am interested in it because I've seen it on when I was reading your blog today. Um, one of the things I noticed is you're running a event on the 10th of February, I think. Uh, I am. So what, I mean, I read, I read the blurb about it, but again, for the people listening here, I, I would be interested in knowing if I was going to go to that, if I'm a parent, is it, is it for parents or is it for anybody? Is it for academics? Is it for, for anybody. academics like I'm an academic, but you know, for professionals, um, you know, is it people in the cyber world? What, what is it? No, it's, it's literally a whole day where um, I, I start at the beginning about, because obviously the, the topic that I have is called cyber trauma. And by yeah. the way, how much do I actually owe you for that plug? Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. Well, I don't, create a bit. Um, how, do I, how do I put this? Because g- generally I have the blurb on, on um, the articles and that. But what, what I literally do is I start off with what trauma is. Um, right. So do a little bit around what trauma is, how it happens in the real world. Obviously, there's a lot of what I do interactive exercises, one of which I'm not going to talk about because you saw it at the uh, advisory group. Mm. So that people get an understanding of um, what happens in the real world. So I call that the corporeal world because that's about touch fit, being being in the present here and now. Okay. And the virtual world. Okay. So for young people, quite often they, dis- they uh, describe in the therapy room, there's no difference between corporeal and virtual. They describe it as being different, but the same. Okay. Mm. Academics tend to say, well, we have this, um, and they use terms like um, digital native. Okay. Like, like we're toast natives and kettle natives and kitchen natives. And yeah, it's a medium. It's a tool, right? (laughs) Yeah. What I do is I start off talking about trauma and then I start to talk about what the issues are. So in one day I can literally bunny hop across the, the issues so I might talk about cyberbullying, um, of which, by the way, I've got a seminar next week. So if anybody's quick enough, you've got less than 48 hours to register. Um, and, and I talk about what cyberbullying is, what the varying forms are, how people are impacted by it. 
Okay. I might then go on to um, child sexual abuse online, child sexual exploitation online, which, by the way, is the same thing. It's just a palliative way of saying child sexual abuse. Um, oh, I'm proper on a rant at the minute, aren't I? Um, <laughs> and then, and then uh, I talk about lots of the other issues around cybersecurity and how that impacts a person. So there's, it can veer off in lots of different directions, but I do go through most of the topics that are in my book. Um, mm of which there are now 20 others on top of it. So I will not get through all 50 in a day. What I might do is say, this is cyberbullying and, and explain about it. Yeah. But that's what, that's why I do seminars. Um, so, no, no, no. Uh, absolutely. And I've seen, I've seen you talk at seminars and it's always, you always blow my mind and it's always really interesting. Some of the, the different directions you take. And I think that's one of the reasons why I love these candid conversations that we have. I think, um, you know, the, in terms of people coming to this, um, if it's, if it can be pitched like you're pitching this, I think, you know, it, it, it sounds like a, you know, a really valuable thing to, for people to go to, whether you be a parent or just interested in understanding this, because maybe your kids are going through something and you are not want to know it, how to engage with it or professionals like, you know, people in the information security, cyber security world who want to, look at cyber rather than christ's sake just get away from the computer guys you know yes we love technology you know we love tech but let's take a step back which is something that you know you know full well you know we've known each other a while now that's the reason why we connect we connected originally because i was kind of going i've been doing cyber information security it since i was like 13 14 years old i think time is we've now passed that time where we need to focus too much on the technology um, and look at how we're using that technology and then that's the cyber psychology side of things why I'm so interested in hearing about your sorts of courses yeah I mean what what I will say is it's not academic quackery in, no and that's, that's uh, yeah so that's, I, I have I seem to have and I'm going to own this now I seem to have a skill of being able to read all of the boring stuff and going and then putting it into layman's terms so I think one of the things I do, so the seminars that I do, the ones that are online are slightly different. I do tend to talk more in an academic uh, way, but again, mm. they're mainly for practitioners and people who want to learn about something in, in depth. Yeah. The, the course that I do, uh, the day one is an introduction. Um, I talk about, I also go into safeguarding about, so what do you do if you notice this? Because these are the signs that something's happening that you need to be aware of. And it's, it's not e-safety. This is the, what is the impact? How do you notice and how do you, how do you help? Well, I think this is why, why you're, this is why I think, and I know it sounds like it's a setup and I'm genuinely, it's not that I'm, I've brought this topic up because it wasn't my intention at the beginning, but I was, because I read what you'd put on, you know, about the course that you're doing. I know it will add value because of the fact that you're a practitioner. You see this day in and day out. You're, yeah. you're not, um, you're not a theorist and you know and I'm going to put myself in your world in, in, in the business element you know I help people implement security controls I help them with their information security governance and GDPR I don't sit there and point at things and go you need to do that or you should why don't you do this over here mm. and that's what you know I'm I roll my sleeves up get my hands dirty and we're in there and that's exactly where I see you doing exactly the same with the courses that you run or when you do talks, you're impassioned about it because you see the ramifications. You've got kids coming into your therapy room saying, Kath, I witnessed this and, and now I can't sleep and this is now happening and I saw this on my brother's computer and, and you're, you're the person at the sharp end who's got to try and untangle this and help kids make sense of it and and help parents make sense of it as well. Yeah, so I think it's vitally important the work that you're doing rather yeah. than writing a, a bland paper that says, oh, we should educate children. And, and label them with X, Y, Z. And label them with X, Y, Z. Yeah, yeah it, is, it is the reason I get ranty. Um, and the reason I get ranty and passion, passionate, I'm going to use the word passionate, the reason yeah, I get passionate is because I see the impact. And I think, why didn't somebody help? Why didn't somebody stop? Why did this occur in the first place? Um, and it's, it's almost the same about we're now starting, and I use the we here, um, a bit like I did in the, the blog, and I, I quite often do. The we is, as a society, we have a responsibility to look after 
our children because we're going to be leaving the world for them after after we're gone mm. okay nobody has managed to undo that yet no matter what science is out there that there's, there's it's not going to change so mm. why on earth are we creating this whole system that provides children with an incapacity to cope why are we allowing them to be traumatized at the level that we do when we grow up um, and it is one of the things i tap into with cyber trauma is is during the day i talk about how we've all got one of these memories and most people um don't always know what i'm talking about so i did a little bit of this in the um it might have been the manchester arena blog because i've been working with those clients as well and that ties into cyberspace but that's for another podcast um and, and what i do know is that we've all got these experiences and they're tied up with other um moments of remembering okay so i don't there's a particular word that we use to say that we've been reminded of something and i don't use it because um the Manchester Arena victims have taught me that that word elicits the same experience as being at the arena because some of them thought it was somebody with a gun. Okay, so I'm, I'm trying to be quite delicate in how I say that okay. because I'm not interested in the currency of creating massive amounts of trauma. Um, yeah. It's why I've said in, in a lot of the blogs, what, I, what you're now about to read is quite sobering or now what you're about. So there is, there is an educative point that says, but I'm aware that your curiosity may well make you read on. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things I'm aware that we will read stuff that isn't comfortable, but mm. we have to talk about the uncomfortable stuff. And, that, and that's what I'm starting to do, I think, is to challenge, um, to troublemake, to, yep. to be a pain in the ass and, and to kind of say, hang on a minute. Um, so I was asked a question today by, um, by somebody who said, what do you think we need to do? And I said, don't you think we're 25 years too late for that question? Mm. I, it, it doesn't it doesn't seem to make sense it's almost like saying okay so now this person's been assaulted what what should we do well how about preventing the assault in the first place but also how about educating this person and helping this person so that they can recover from what's happened you know I, let's, let's look more at post-traumatic uh, um, strengths and growth and yeah, I mean, I do, I do agree with you, um, and uh, I'm almost going to challenge you on that a little bit because I do think, you know, that's certainly one of my sort of final questions I would have asked you is what, what do you think next? Because, again, bringing it back to the business world, um, one of the things I was really pleased to see in GDPR was, was this enshrined within it is this principle of privacy by design by default. So the idea that now within this regulation that is going to come in, is that businesses have got to start thinking about privacy by design and default. As in, you can't just go and just think, oh, I know, I'm gonna create this wonderful new app that's going to take everyone's data and I'm gonna be able to share it over here or I'm not gonna think about the security around it. No, those days are gone because we've got to learn from the last 25 years of mistakes. We've got to draw a line in that sand and go, we can't just allow this to continue. So we do have to do something. And I think, you know, re will regulation fix it? No. <laughs> well, no, you know, that's, you know, that's okay. the podcast. Yeah, um, I know. But, you know, it's a good start or it's a place to start yeah. that we can actually point to something and say, actually, guys, you web de developers, you've got to start to think about this now. You know, the Snapchat, um, uh, Snap Maps uh, is a great example. Had... GDPR being in place and being able to be enforced at that time, you know, when they were saying, oh, but, you know, yes, the feature is there, but also the feature to be ghosted is there. Well, yeah, but by design and default means you should have allowed Snap Maps to be there, but by default, it should have been everyone was ghosted. Mm -hmm. yeah. So we're not saying you can't do it, guys. What we're saying is <clears throat> think about people's privacy and about their safety first before monetizing people. Yeah. That, I think, if we can at least start there and move forward from there, you know, where we go to next is perhaps, you know, duplicating and replicating you so you can go and teach every, every parent. I know, there's only one of me. There's we'll only one it, of me. Well, we make it compulsory <laughs> that they all have to come to your courses, you know, and, you know, and, or something like that. I don't know. But, or, yeah. you know, we, we, going back to the commissioner's thing, yes, it is compulsory that there is mandatory training and that there is mandatory education, but not just at the primary school levels, but let's talk about at the 
education levels of you know business and society you know in universities what are we teaching our lawyers what are we teaching our accountants what are we teaching our web developers around security and cyber awareness rather than just pointing to the kids and going they need to know about a little bit more about how to cope yeah well, well uh, yeah i mean that that's I, I tend to argue about the, the kind of why, why are we giving the kids all the bloody responsibility? Okay, so my yeah. my argument is um, a I think uh, uh, and I'm going to say what you were talking about earlier about let's not monetize it. Greed has a lot to answer for, and that's why we're in the predicament we are. Um, yeah. But I think what we do need to do is education around parenting, yeah. because parents then then can work with their children. And again, this is, I'm going to go back to parenting. We teach parents what consent is so that, and let's go all the way back to babies being born. When a baby um, uh, is in connection with the mom and the baby kind of goes, okay, that's too much. And the baby turns away. We teach parents. That's the sign that says, okay, that's enough. Do not then try and re-engage the baby because you're causing the baby distress. So actually what you're recognizing is consent and that then becomes an early um, understood issue for that child that they can go, Oh, actually when I turn away or when I say, thank you, no thanks, I have my needs respected. Mm. And if people can have their needs respected, they then learn to say no, yes. And it's about choice. So consent breeds uh, choice. When you have a choice, you can then, decide what you want to talk about, what you don't want to talk about, what you are comfortable with your parents with. And there's a recognition that parents can have these conversations and that it's okay to say, when you're ready, we'll have the conversation. And, and, and that actually breeds well-developed communicative children with parents, which mm. then results in the next uh, cohort of um, children and the next cohort and the next cohort. And then what we get is what the Children's Commission is aiming for, which is compassion on the internet, because actually children would know it's not okay to say something to somebody and the other person, i.e. the victim, may well have the choice to say, whoa, that's not okay. Yeah. And other children can then make a supportive environment. What we have at the minute is I'm, I'm privileged, I can make this statement and I don't really care if you're offended or not. Yeah. And that's the society that we're in at the moment. Um, what I would say and I'm kind of going to go off on a slight tangent a moment here, Gary. This absolutely fits with the Mind Valley stuff that I'm, I'm really interested in and how we need to have a set of consciousness that's going up um, to, to one where we're not egocentric. Okay, so if you're really interested in it, go and have a look at the Mind Valley um, website. I think as a whole world, we need to change our consciousness level. And the way we do that is by creating consent from the very moment a child is born and consent breeds choices. And then we're into this whole new area and understanding and compassion. And that's going to breed better human beings. And I'm not saying that we're not better human beings. And this, this is kind of not going down that slant, but at the moment we're not so nice when it comes to greed. We're not so nice when it comes to self-regulation. We're not so good when we feel, um, entitled and we we feel that we should say something about somebody and to be perfectly honest <clears throat> that's what this podcast is <clears throat> excuse me i feel entitled to have a rant about what's happening and that's what we've done yeah and maybe maybe i'm going to offend people with this well maybe we will but maybe some someone will listen to this and just think actually you know this is worth exploring a little bit further maybe it'll you know make them think about how they um share information what they do on online if they can if even if it's just one person who thinks actually i never thought about the fact that you know i am a product i have been productized yeah. uh, i've been used well, by you know <laughs> yeah productized i like yeah. it yeah that'll be going in that academics will slightly <laughs> for it but still productized yeah but it is you know it's um that's the uh, the marketing spin on it um but if nothing else, you know, if people listen to this and just think, you know, it's, I need to know more about how the use of cyber um, is affecting people around me. And it's not just kids, it's, you know, it is adults as well, as we know, you know, then, then it's done its job. And hopefully all the rest of the podcast will be as um, candid as, uh, as this one has been between you and I now. Yeah. 
yeah next next uh, the next one coming up is going to be quite risque um okay. I, I and and as i said um in the introduction and as we've been talking some of the people i'm going to talk to this year i'm not necessarily going to agree with but actually that's how i learn I get, yeah. I, I get the opposite opinions and perhaps they say something that I can then go and take away. And, and I don't yeah. think I'll be agreeing with anybody who's talking about addiction though, because that one, yeah. I'm, I, I think. But the thing, the thing is, if you did it that way, you know, I, I've listened to, there's some brilliant podcasts out there and there's some very mediocre podcasts. And I hope, you know, ours is elevated above that, you know, but for us it's interesting and fun it always is interesting and fun talking to you anyway the fact that we're recording it is just you know immaterial we'll have this conversation all the time anyway but if you just interviewed people who are going to agree with you you know you're in an echo chamber what's the point you know you know you're only getting feedback on the same views that you've got you're not going to learn anything you're not challenging your views and every time I talk to someone who doesn't agree with me, um, I walk away sometimes still not agreeing with their view, but I always walk away with something new. Um, and I think that's, that's the value and beauty of podcasts and the internet in itself. That's the beauty yeah. of it. Well, that's, that's human, human connection, Gary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, yeah. I'm just thinking about all the C's that I've talked about tonight. So we've got consent, choice, compassion, connection, and consciousness and there you go ah oh, super duper actually i'm gonna put them in as my tags i think right I, i've noticed we're probably into 40 something i don't even know i i really do need to start taking a check of the time when we start um, yeah. i reckon we've kind of bottlenecked now okay all right well i think yeah, I've... otherwise we'll be here for another hour and as much as we could do that people have lives yeah absolutely i've got my tea ready you know i'm gonna to have to have something to eat at some point yeah <laughs> Right. Okay. Um, So for everybody listening, thank you very much for your time and see you next time. Thanks a lot.